Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And on the Take 10 hotline from somewhere deep in Florida, we welcome Dr. Jamie Heisman, a clinical psychologist and expert on caregiving as well as addictions. And Carol, you've got a great topic for today. Thank you, Ron. I was recently speaking with a group of physicians and talking about our caregiver SOS services. And in some of that conversation, I realized that even among some physicians, there was confusion about a referral for dementia, cognitive impairment, and behavioral health issues. And so, Dr. Jamie, could you define what's, what's different about those? Why would it be important for a caregiver to distinguish between a cognitive impairment and something that was behavioral health in nature? This is going to be a two-hour-long show. You know that. I'm only kidding. I know we have 10 minutes. Um, and, and coming from a physician, and God love him, it's probably an excellent physician. Don't get me wrong. I am not surprised by that sort of insight. Um, because don't forget, over the years, and I'm saying you know, a good 200 years since the birth of behavioral health, uh, and we looked at behavioral health back in the days of Salem and witches, burning witches and dunk the drunk um, in a different way. So behavioral health has always been somewhat of this um, esoteric voodoo chicken bones and santeria that's not applied to us, even though every one of our families are going through it. We separate the medical and then we separate the dental. So the cognitive, the degenerative decline, the neurological issues associated with the brain, such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, and the behavioral sort of byproduct and symptoms that come off of that um, are really confused, not just in the physician's mind, but even in the, in the, in the listener or the layperson's mind deeply, because we have that shame and that stigma and inability. I would tell you this, and I would tell anybody who's listening to this, that a good neurologist who is board certified in neurology and psychiatry, both, will be able to tease out for them, if this is only a 10 minutes at the end, if you remember nothing else, the behavioral neuropsychiatric symptoms and cognitive impairment and dementia, because the issues that are, they're not mutually exclusive. There is a crossover as cognitive impairment will drive a lot of psychiatric outbursts, but mental health also has its own primary diagnoses and may or may not end up into the cognitive impairment world. So I mean, I'd probably confused everybody more, but it's well, how would you define, how would you define behavioral health? What are we talking about? Well, mental health is simply another part of medical health to me. Well, mental health in terms of stress reduction techniques, mental wellness, that's ways that we can kind of calm our mind and our body. That's the way we look at stress and really do stress reduction and become safe with the fight, flight, or fear response. There's great ways to do that with exercise, great ways to do that with good nutrition, great ways to do that with breath work or meditation. So that's our mental health wellness. But mental illness is a medical issue, a medical diagnosis, such as bipolar, such as clinical depression, such as addictions. We then, in our mental health world, unlike the medical world, have our own diagnostic manual. It's called a DSM-5. So really, mental illness is a medical, uh, uh, I would like to say medically predisposed, psychologically induced, and socially reinforced phenomena that has its own diagnoses, its own ability to get reimbursed, and its own literally portion of health care that unfortunately we have divided up years back. So mental health is everything what we should do daily, okay? But mental illness, when this is going on, the mental health issue for two to three weeks, we need to go into the world of psychiatry 
or neurology to that respect, but psychiatry and get an assessment to see if now our mental health and mental wellness has now gone into mental illness. So just be mindful. Is dementia, are you suggesting dementia is a mental illness? I am not. I do not believe mental. Uh, it is. I think that's where things get crossed over. Now, there is a crossover. I will say that, if, and Carol, as a gerontologist, can probably do this even better. So Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lewy body, you know, when you have a steady neurological decline, you will go through these things called psychiatric outbursts. You will start losing yourself and, and you will be able to see the psychiatric issues. But dementia to me and Alzheimer's disease is a medical degenerative frontal lobe issue. So Carol, I mean, you can probably take it from there. Well, I, I think for the lay person that's, that's thinking about this with um, a dementia, any of the illnesses that you talked about, whether it's Parkinson's, Lewy body, Alzheimer's, the structure of the brain is actually changing um, and usually it's uh, progressing, right? It's progressing, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. You are not going to be able to cure those illnesses and you're probably not going to stabilize someone to maintain them over long, long periods of time. Whereas, you know, hopefully with um, mental illness and some of the mental health issues, with the right medications and psychiatry, we can improve the situation. In the long term, we can maintain someone at a level. That's not going to happen when your brain is actually shrinking and yeah. getting, you know, you're going from four pounds to one pound of brain. Yeah, but Carol brings up a great point. And so I don't forget it in my own ADD, which I don't consider as a mental illness or is a neurological issue. <laughs> um, but Carol's, Carol says it, it is spot on because trauma, which I'm a trauma therapist, okay, creates memory challenges, cognitive impairment beyond belief. However, a lot of the things we do for treatment of, of trauma is to develop the new, what we call neuroplasticity of the brain, retrain the brain. So unlike the steady decline of Alzheimer's, neurological decline with Parkinson's or dementia, even a mental health condition, a mental illness, if you will, we, and PTSD, by the way, next month is PTSD Awareness Month. We do have a memory uh, deficits, but we then can go in there and do proper neurobiofeedback bio, and other techniques. We can also retrain the brain and deal with the neuroplasticity of it. You cannot do that with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Those who may have just joined us and wonder what you're listening to, it's Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and Dr. Jamie Heisman on our Take 10 hotline. We're talking about the differences and the challenges between dementia, Alzheimer's, behavioral health, mental health, depression, and all of that taken together. And Dr. Jamie, is it important to distinguish? It is. And guess what? We don't have to distinguish it, meaning we as a layperson. Let me see myself now as one of our listeners. We don't have to, and we shouldn't be stigmatized to go search out the answer. So when the memory issues are hitting us or we're feeling that cognitive decline, now we could have gone through severe trauma and not known it, or it could be even from childhood complex trauma. We don't know it. But when that's occurring, we shouldn't have to be our self-diagnoser. Do not go to WebMD. Go to a solid uh, a neurologist who is also board certified in psychiatry and let that person or even a psychiatrist who can rule out the mental illness and send you to a neurologist, let them figure it out. Don't be afraid of the results. Let an expert with 10, 12 years of training 
you know, sort it all out from the cognitive impairment world and the behavioral health world. But you know, something is going on. You don't have to diagnose it. And I don't want to be lumped into the shame and stigma issue of mental health or mental illness, let's say, and nobody gets well as a result. Well, and I think a good example of that is that there are conditions such as depression that can mimic uh, dementia. So you may think that, oh, mom or dad has got terrible dementia. It's coming on. This is it. It's the beginning of the end. Um, And it's not reversible when it is reversible. If it's a vitamin B deficiency, if it's depression, you know, there are the the professional diagnosis is so important because you want to rule out what is you know, fixable? What can we do something about? What can we change? And then what is something that has a clear path because it's a disease, it's, it's a condition of the brain that it's not going to change. And we need to plan for that. And just what Carol says there, I want our listeners to understand that she's a thousand percent correct. Depression mimics uh, the cognitive impairment. And I want everybody to understand the reason why we want you to go get an expert opinion and assessment is because depression is eminently treatable today. We have come through great psychopharmacological remedies. We have found great interventions to work with. And if you allow it to progress and decline, it gets worse and worse. So please, whatever you do, you're right, Carol. Depression is really always masked by something else or something else is masked by depression. And that is why we should find out because depression is so prevalent, but it's so treatable. You get the last word. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for listening to Take 10. 